Hello and welcome to the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. So going early this week, obviously I'll do one on Sunday as well, just talking through the, I think we're up to the power forwards here. So looking forward to that one. That's going to be a really good one. But I did want to open up the mailbag this week. First time I've done that in probably about a year. But if you didn't know, I am more and more active on um, on TikTok and on Instagram. So I've had a bunch of people um, ask me questions just regarding, you know, when to draft X, Y, Z, um, thoughts on this player, thoughts on that player, um, all in relation to a couple of um, sleepers and some busts that I put up, which caused a little bit of controversy, but uh, that's okay. I've got one coming up as to why I, or when I would draft Luca, when I would draft Giannis. So that one I'm sure is going to get a lot of arguments going, um, but I stand by what I say in that and what I said and what I've said the whole way through. Like there's there's a, a time and a place to draft Luca and to draft Giannis early, and that is if you're going into a punt build and that pump build needs to be around free throw percentage and turnovers. If you're not willing to punt those, then you're wasting your pick at that point, and you should look at them at the back end of the first round, which by that point they're obviously going to be gone. So you need to know your strategy, you need to know your fantasy, and you need to know what players you're looking to get in the second, third, and then then in later in, in the draft as well. So again, not going to go over that. I've been over that a couple of times now. So um, first question was. I mean, pretty much just players and then question mark. So Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is the number one player um, that I've, I've got to touch on here. There's probably about 10 or 12 players here. So I'll try and race through them as much as possible. We don't need it to be the longest podcast in the world. But Drew Holiday. So where to draft Drew? I think both eight and nine category, you're looking at him in the 25 to 30 range, um, sometimes earlier, depending on your build and depending on who you got first. But I really like Drew. I think he offers you some really good upside whenever it comes to um, to assists and some points. He also is going to give you some ridiculously good steal numbers. He um, he's always been top top couple, probably top five, top ten in the league in deflections. Deflections equal steals, um, or most of the time, deflections equal steals. And Drew is going to carry a, a side in that um, if you can get him and then get somebody else. Um, later in your draft, then then you're laughing whenever it comes to that category. So I like Drew, the 25 to 30 range. Doesn't concern me that he's coming off an Olympic campaign and he's coming off a finals campaign. They're going to run it back um, and he's going to play. So no issues there. Dalen Brown, um, similar range to Drew Holiday, 25 to 30 in both eight and nine categories. Um, reason being, he's a really good 3 and D guy. Boston need him. There's only so much that Jason Tatum can do and Jalen Brown has looked really good up until injuries, and it's not—it's not injuries that are going to keep on um, hampering his game. They're not ones that are going to continue to be reoccurring injuries. We hope they seem to be just, um, yeah, one-off here and there sort of things. Obviously, I think I spoke about him in the last podcast. Had surgery on his um, non-dominant hand um, in the off-season, so. Um, I don't think that there's too much there. So 25 to 30, I think he's going to be in for a really good year. Um, he tends to slide as well. So he's somebody that if you've got a pick, what, if it's a 12, 12, um, 12 man league, you're looking at um, probably what, the 24 and then 36 is, is kind of the turns there. Um, if you've got somebody at the back end of that, you might still get him because he does slide. Um, Jared Allen, I, I know that a lot of people are concerned about um, Evan Mobley coming in. I'm not concerned about that. I think he's going to have a, a good year. I 
there is upside. There is just limited upside. Um, he's not going to be a two, three block sort of guy. He's going to be a one and a half to 1.7 blocks. Um, he is, he, he should be better at the line than he is, but he's not going to tank you there. He's going to get you really good um, field goal percentage and he's going to get you close to 10 boards a game. So um, I like him at about the 80 mark in both eight and nine category leagues. Um, so yeah, Jalen Green. So this is a really good one. So where, where do I see the rookies? Uh, where do I see Jalen Green? Rookies always get overdrafted. Uh, I'm, I do it as well. Like you see somebody, you get excited by them. You think, you know, he's going to be an absolute steal. He's going to be a stud, and you you tend to get them on their upside. So there is probably inside the top hundred. I think there's only three rookies that I'd go with. Um, I'd say Cade Cunningham's the number one for that. Um, Sixty-five, seventy is where I think he should go. Um, I think he'll be off the board at that point. Jalen Green, he could still be there at a similar point. I think they'll be within the same round, so around the 70 sort of range for Jalen Green. I think he's going to have a really, really good year. I think it's between those two for um, Rookie of the Year. You've got Mobley. I think he's close to 200, uh, probably around the 90, 95 range. Um, who else? We've got Suggs. I know he's somebody that a lot of people are, um, are quite high on. I'm not as high on Suggs. Um, I think that there is quite a bit of depth um and yeah he's going to get his yeah he is the future except there's a lot of vets there that if they want to get off their books they need to they need to showcase a little bit so um i'm not as big on Suggs. i think he's probably at around about 100 um i think he's a little bit rich for my blood there um there's some other guys who i'd rather get um but yeah i think 100 110 is is fair um the ones that i am bigger on because they're not going to have as good a year. Like they're not better than Cade Cunningham or, or Jalen Green. But I think for where you get them, I think the upside is, is real. So um, Alperen Sagun, um, I don't know if I pronounced that right, at Houston, um, really good big man, um, put up um, some really good stats in the European League. Um, he played in Turkey, um, really, really good. Uh, I, I like him. He's probably post 150 um, or around about that. Um, so he'll either be a last round draft pick or off the waivers. Um, and I've spoken about Chris, Chris Duarte. Um, he's a 24-year-old rookie um, going into um, Indiana, so they're going to play him. So it's about as simple as that. Really good for, for defense as well. Um, and then Davion Mitchell going into a, to a stacked team um, with Darren Fox, with um, Buddy Hield and Tyrese Halliburton, but he's going to be one of their better defenders there, um, and they really need defense. They really need on-ball defense. So I like him as well, again, late, but with some upside. Um, Buddy Heald asked the question about my thoughts on him. I've been very bo vocal about the fact that I don't like him. Um, I used to love him. I used to draft him everywhere, and then he burnt me last year, and I'm a, um, I'm a very spiteful individual. So um, I think he, realistically, I think he has upside of 70 at the best, maybe 80. Um but I wouldn't be touching him until 100 just because there's a lot of unknowns there. And if he gets traded, we don't know where he's going. Um, who else have we got? Uh, DeJounte Murray. I think he's a top 50 guy. He is going to have the keys to the offense. He's really good. Um, he's really. Oh, he's obviously a great defender. He gets out of position boards. He's really good for your field goal as well. Um, obviously, he's not amazing for triples. And for a point guard, he's not amazing for assists either. So there are concerns there but I really do like him as a top 50 guy. Um, Robert Williams, he's in the 70 range. Um, 
there are some big guys that I'd take before that I'd take before him. Um, I spoke about it on on TikTok and um, um, Isaiah Stewart is one that I really like. Uh, I think he has top sixty um, at least value there. Um, Robert Williams obviously concerned about his health and him staying on the court. Um, the question about James Wiseman, how he looks this year, bad. Um, I think and I think while they're still running that same structure and they're going to now that they've got Clay coming back, they're going to go to the the game style that they know, um, which is um, Draymond Green at the top and um, pretty much dishing and controlling the game, which is what he does best. That's where he plays his best basketball. Um, that's why he's somebody that I'll probably target um, after 50, after 60. Um, James Wiseman doesn't fit into that. He very realistically could be traded um, as part of a deal. I think that Siakam could be part of that. Um, so I'm not big on Wiseman as it currently sits. If I'm drafting today, I'm not touching him at all. So maybe maybe last pick, like 130, 140 sort of guy. Um, Chris Boucher. I loved him last year. I was frustrated like any owners were last year. He, um, as as you mentioned, he has one good game and then he has two or three bad games um, or he'll be on for an absolute flyer, get five blocks within three minutes and then he'll be benched for the rest of the game. Nick Nurse doesn't like him. He doesn't like the fact that he plays out of position to get his blocks and he chases his stats and um, there's not a lot of room for that in Nick Nurse's offense or defense, I should say. Um so there is real concerns there. Good thing is, is that A, I think Siakam's going to move um, and B, they don't really have anybody else there. So they've got Ken Birch, who I do like. Um, I think he's a real sleeper this year. Um, and they've got Freddie Gillespie as well. So um, that's pretty much it. So yeah, I, I think he, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'd be targeting maybe 50, maybe 60, depending on what other bigs I've got. If he's my first big, I'd probably have to pull the trigger and go and go 50. Um, if I've got some others, if I've got a Capella, if I've got a Miles Turner, if I've got to go there, um, if I've got an MB, and I've probably got more of a luxury of waiting a little bit on Boucher. And if he's there, great, nab him at 60, 70. But yeah, I, I think 50 is the highest I'd go. Um We've also got Colin Sexton, 70-ish range. I, I'm, I'm not concerned that they really like him all that much. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, he's, he's a bit boring. I don't love him. So, 70. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, really good coming off an injury. Um, I absolutely love this one. Um, I think he's got the ability to, um, to have a really big year. We know what he does, what he can do whenever he's on the court, but obviously there is the concerns about injury there and re-injury and... I don't know if I'm being a pessimist um, or a cynic or whatnot, and I'm sure that you guys are all feeling the same thing, but re-injury, I just feel as though it's going to happen. I just think that he has the potential to just be chronically injured. Um, so I would be taking a punt on him um, at about the 70, 75 range. Um, Facundo Campazzo, I'm not really big on him at all, um, or Frank Campazzo, as you say. I'm not big on him. I think that Jokic runs the offense too much. Jamal Murray will be back at some point um, and Michael Porter Jr. there as well. So there's not going to be too many touches to go around and without, uh, I think he had a, a 10 steal and two game um, stretch last year. And outside of that, he's still in the average to steal a game. So not super high on Campazzo. Um, so yeah, late round sort of guy. Um, Darren Fox. So I always lump Darren Fox in with Jar Morant 
and I've never touched him because of that. Obviously, if you follow me on TikTok um, and if you follow me over the years, you'll you'll know that I'm not high on John Morant. But last year, I was, I was um, put in my place by the Aaron Fox, and um, I'm happy to admit that I was wrong. So I was absolutely convinced he put up um, – he lifted his three from 3.6 per game to 5.5 per game. Yeah, he only made an extra 0.8 or 0.7, but that shot is now in his arsenal. Great. His steals are obviously going to be there. He's averaged over 1.5 or 1.5 or over for the last three years. Field goal is going to be good. There is concerns about his free throw percentage, but you take the good with the bad whenever he can still contribute in threes, assists, um, steals. That's what Jar's lacking. So um, I'm not going to go back on that again because I got absolutely slated for it. Jar's great. Not for fantasy. Um so yeah, Fox, I like him at about 40, especially if you have if you need a point guard, pull the trigger earlier. If you if he's your second or third point guard, yeah, 40 range is, is bang on there. Um, Miles Turner, um, if you're in a league with me, good luck getting him. He's one of my favorite players. Um, he's one of my favorite players to own. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He's the sort of guy who can just get blocks, uh, similar to Boucher, just get a bunch of blocks really, really quickly. Um, the concerns are obviously how well new coach in Rick Carlisle, how well they're going to play um, him and Sabonis, how often they're going to play him and Sabonis, whether they stagger him. Sabonis is obviously higher on the pecking order. Um, so there are concerns. He's, all of his um, value is in his blocks, which he can get really quickly. So that's not too big of an issue. I would be taking him at about 35, um, but I can understand if you want to wait until 45. So anywhere in that window, I think is is bang on for both eight and nine. Um, all of these guys, both eight and nine category, have kind of split the middle on where I like them. Um, PG, I have spoken about him um, in the past fifteen to twenty for me, closer to fifteen if not ten. Um, I'd put ten to fifteen is where I like PG because he there is rumors of John Wall going there. That's fine. Um, I think that helps him. Um, he, you just look at what he did in OKC whenever he finished runner-up in the MVP, arguably should have got MVP. Um, his, his steals are going to come back. Everything always regresses to the mean. Um, points are going to be there. Field goal is going to be there. Triple is going to be there. Assists will be there, even with um, John Wall. He's, yeah, it's only about health, and if they need him to play, he will play. So not concerned about that. Um, Lamelo is probably one that, you could argue goes in the teens, late teens, based on what he's been doing, based on the fact that he is their team now, um, at least from a guard standpoint. I probably wouldn't be able to pull the trigger there. Um, I think 25 to 30 is where I'd be taking him, um, which could be could be a hot take, could be early. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, and then for some white sites, I'll be... <laughs> Uh, some whites are most, um, yeah, slept on player in, in the NBA. No, some whites are trash. Um, he is playing back up to Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is obviously very durable, even if Rudy Gobert goes down. Yeah, some whites will put up big numbers then, except he's until that happens, he's just you can't take him. So, um, he's out of the league for a reason. He chases his stats and he's not great offensively. So, um, and he's one of those cases of probably flipped from the exa same example that I've used in the past, probably flipped from Jar, who's great in real life, not as great fantasy, 
Sam White, so puts up really good fantasy numbers. Not great in real life because he he goes out of position to chase his blocks to um, to make himself look good, which is not good for the team. And then finally, most underrated dude in fantasy, um, a bigger sleeper. I think Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is going to be undrafted in most leagues. I think he's going to win the position battle and take that role. He stretches the floor. He blocks. He gets rebounds. I There was a stretch last year where he was absolutely incredible. And I don't trust Wendell Carter Jr. to stay healthy, for one. Um, I think... I think he's the second guy up there. I, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, maybe like, I don't know if they got Robin Lopez. I could be wrong there. Um, but Mo Bamba for me is the most underrated guy. He's going to go undrafted for a lot of leagues, if not late. And he has top 100, top top 80 upside. So um, he's somebody that, that will win your leagues if you get him. So Mo Bamba. Um, other than that, I'm going to wrap it up. I'll see you guys on Sunday or Monday for the um, Power Forward.